from the studios of Phoenix FM, this is Talking Facts with Mike Haig. Good evening everyone, welcome to another episode of Talking Facts live on Phoenix FM 96.7 in Coldale and around the world. Uh, thanks very much for joining us tonight, my name is Mike Haig and as always we'll be talking everything Halifax Rugby League. Um, it's the, the regularity is a theme of the show this week shall we say, we've played Bradford every other week it seems and we've got a regular guest on because no one seems to want to come on the show anymore. Boom, boom. <laughs> we've got uh, my old mate Rick Farrell. Good evening. Uh, are you well? I'm very well, mate. I thought you? you were. I thought you were. Plodding on, plodding. So, <laughs> as, as, as we always do. So, let's get straight into it because we, we, we had a game on Sunday against our, 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 our lovely neighbours over the hill. And a bit of a weird one. Bit of a weird one, wasn't it? I've seen people describe it as a bit of a sort of training session with the intensity that we brought in that first half. Oof, you know, yes. a real tale of two halves. And and I said to Grixie in the interview that um, if the game was five minutes longer, we might have nicked it, but probably wouldn't have deserved it. So yeah, you're right to describe it as a as a weird game. Um, it was it's a bit strange going back there with all the emotion that was around the cup um, yeah. quarterfinal and and everyone out there knows that we're sort of suffering a bit of a hangover from that as as most other teams would if they were in our position as well you know it's it's a long time between drinks between the quarter and semi it's a lot on people's minds and mm. and and I'm talking about it now, out of so you know it's it's on everyone's minds as much as we want to say we need to put it on the sideline and concentrate on the league. It's distracted everyone, and I think that showed on Sunday going back to Wadsall. Def- definitely, yeah. Um, I've not been at the last couple of games because I'm obviously a glory supporter. I go to the, I don't go to the big game. <laughs> yes, I, I'm a part time after all. Um, well, the thing that got me is just that we just seem so bereft of confidence. We just uh, there's, there's there's certain players that that, that play with with confidence. You like sort of like QLT Brandon um, Moore to some extent he just weren't doing the stuff that he usually does Tangata as well just seems absolutely shot of confidence and then 65 minutes in we thought hang on let's let's throw the ball about and we might win this and we score two really quick fire tries yeah we sort of remembered how to break them up the middle didn't yeah. we a bit um... <laughs> Yeah, you, you talk about confidence. I think our squad is a confidence squad, really. Mm. When when everyone's playing for each other, that's when we've had our success and uh, and we've kicked on from there in previous years. Like you say, the confidence is missing, and maybe that's that extra one percent, ten percent here and there that we that we had to drive us forward. Look, the the structure's changing. Everyone knows that the championship's changing. There's, there's lots being mooted about extra teams coming and going and whatnot. So it's. It's a bit of a strange time, and I think I've heard a few people say as well. Maybe it's just a case of this squad is coming to the end of its natural life cycle, and it's and it needs freshening up with, with some juniors. I mean, it was it was great to see the reserves um, yeah. play the curtain raiser as well before um, before Sunday's league game, and uh, and they showed up really well to say they had sixteen men. Um, mm against a Bradford team containing at least five first-teamers that I counted, yeah. uh, a few of those in the forwards, and, and as they showed against Sheffield, bigger bigger men, it takes some time to develop and, and get used to playing at that level. So, But they, they had a young kid on half-back uh, half uh, on debut that looked really good, really comfortable, um, and they all showed up for each other, which is, is what... Halifax Rugby League's all about, isn't it, really? Well, yeah. Of course, yeah, that, and that, that's all the supporters want, and we'll get to supporters' views a bit later on in the show, but let's let's focus on the main event, let's focus on the game. Um, it was always going to be a bit of a, a flat occasion because Bradford have been on similar form to us since since the Cup game. They've they've not won too many games and they've they've, they've lost when they've, they've when they should have won and, and those sort of things. Um, it just seemed a bit flat. Um, they had a bit of an um from Joe Keys coming back who um, and, and along with Lily, I think outplayed our, our, our halfbacks, um, especially for the first again for the first sixty minutes. It just it just seemed that first sixty minutes were playing within the cells. Really, well, I think we're our own worst enemies, really. Yeah. I mean, the amount of errors, unforced, and giving penalties away when you've got the ball, I mean, is absolutely criminal in any game, rugby yeah. league, isn't it? I think the one thing that Bradford had during the week they made a big deal of is um, they all sat down and had a real honest conversation. They said they had like a, a clear the air right. uh, meeting, and, and maybe that's something that, that our lads will be thinking about doing this week to uh, to try and kick on and, and try and save a bit of pride because uh, three defeats on the bounce is, is going to hurt and like you say that then gets into the confidence and and we're sort of spiralling from there so yeah I think it's uh, it's just tough times at the minute and we've been here before of course it is you, you just got to roll with punches sometimes yeah absolutely and, and we can't you know 
just sort of interrupt you there. We, we seem to have this thing at Halifax where we have we used to have one good season, one bad season, one good season, one bad season. Yeah. Maybe two good seasons together, but we'd never had three really good seasons in a row. Mm. In, in as long as I can remember in watching the team, you know? Definitely. And it, uh, you kind of took my point away from me. You just got to roll the puns Took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. It's, it's absolutely fine. Any requests for songs, get them get them straight in. Um, yeah, um, it's not as if we've not been there before. We've never really had a season for God knows when where we've actually played well from start to finish. We've always had... Uh, a, a decent start a, a bit of a lull in the middle and then a roaring finish and mainly th- those sort of things and it's kind of like go, go forward a little bit because as you said before we are kind of looking forward to, to, to the semi-final and stuff the championship is an absolutely bonkers league absolutely bonkers league teams are beating each other left right and centre look at this weekend for instance uh, Barrow going to Fev and putting nearly 40 up them who, who, who saw that coming Toronto against Toulouse where Toulouse didn't have Ford or Corella and other players for certain reasons and I, I did mention that Toronto would probably put a record score on them but they very neatly wounded Toulouse yeah. over in Toronto there is going to be opportunity for us to claw back some of the points and one of the saving graces of that is that because we played away so early, early on the season for, for, for a month or two we've got a lot of home games coming up we've got Featherstone at home this coming Sunday which we'll preview later on then we've got Witness at home Toulouse at home Sheffield at home uh, Swinton away the, the end year fixture uh, Rochdale at home and York at home so it's it's all it's all set up for another grandstand finish, really. And when when supporters uh, say, "Oh, season's over and stuff," and I've been guilty of saying that, they're looking at the table, thinking, "Yeah, if we lose today, season may well be over." But if we get on a roll, like I've done these last couple of years, anything can happen. I are, think you, are you that optimistic? I think something that's contributed uh, to our success in previous years, as you say, sort of a roaring finish is we seem to have sort of stumbled across combinations that fans wouldn't generally mm. have assumed to be the case at the start of the year. For, for example, you had, I think it was um, not last year, the year before, we had Mitch Carlane in the second row, yeah. Barbara at centre, and then Heaton on the wing, which is, it worked every time they tried the combination, and, mm. and you just, just sort of stumble across these things. And I think it's it's about time that a few of the lads on the fringe of the team were given a chance, and if it means moving people around, so be it. But letting the team try and play its way out of... Because we are in a bit of a rut at the minute, and Gosh, there's, there's yeah, no better yeah. way. Like you say, we're, we're back to the share. It's, it, it is a big deal. We've got a very good record at home. I, th- I think we've only lost a handful of games mm. in in a number of years. However, and one of those games that we de- we do lose is against Fever at home. Now, we, we, I th- I th- we, we beat them last year at home to, to, to kind of stop the rot, but even so, they've still got a marker on us and it'll be, it'll be a belter of a game. It's, it's, it's a strange one, really, because it seems like a long time. You know, we've played all these teams sort of close together. We've played Bradford, it seems like, a hundred times in, <laughs> in a month, you know. Um, we played Feverson in, I think it was February, March time. Yeah, the infamous foggy... Second or third game in, wasn't it? Oh. Something, something for, for, like Fourth those. game in. Fourth game yeah. in. So it seems like a long time since we've played them. They'd have, they've had a lot of changes um, to their squad ins mm. and outs. And, and I'd like to think that, although you can't guarantee it with the weather, the way it's been in the last couple of weeks, <laughs> that it won't be foggy at this year. But I'd like to think that it's about time we're back at home this is this is one we'd have targeted at the start of the season regardless of what kind yeah, of form we were yeah. in I, I think all our loves, uh, lads and fans enjoy games against Feverson they're always good occasions like you say we've probably not had the best record at home but we've beaten when it matters so um, this game matters definitely definitely does matter because if we if we do keep losing games then we are going to get away from the five and Featherston are one of the only teams that are quite away above us but they're still a rival and if we, if we can pe- keep picking points off those teams all the better really well, if, uh, if we're comparing seasons as well you look at you look at last year there were a couple of teams that were expected to do really well that faltered and they were the big story mm. of the season like Lee not making the yeah. four and having to to have the change that they had and, and obviously Derek disappearing and then reappearing like Houdini <laughs> but you know that's another another story isn't it? but it's, maybe it's just our turn yeah. we were a big club everyone wanted to beat us everyone you know we couldn't go under the radar because we've made the playoffs in three yeah. of the four years and, and we were a big scat I think York away proved that how much they they wanted to nail that game against mm. us they, they look like you know hungry animals 
and we looked very flat. We looked to underestimate and thinking, Absolutely, oh, there, there's yeah. York. They've just, they've just come up from League One. We'll, we'll show them a thing or two. But we, again, as, as I mentioned, and as we'll keep mentioning this season, this championship is absolutely bonkers. It yeah. is just the, the most unpredictable league you could ever wish to imagine. You could say that about year, Super League as well. Yeah, Super And we will we'll get on to and that League as well. One, to a degree. Yeah, definitely. We'll touch on Super League later on because it does, it does affect us because we'll find out who we'll be playing next year. Um, but... As, as ever we will focus on talking facts um, you mentioned like the, the, the reserve game and, and, and players to come up um, I watched the reserve game with along with about 20 other people it seemed um, but I was really really impressed uh, impressed impressed with Will Calcott I yeah. think he looked there's the reserve, the reserve level. You see players who you can understand why they're reserve level. They're finding their way into the game, or the, you see why they've not kind of been picked first team or others like that. Will Calcott looked like a bloke who is just yeah. a class above. It was just, it was just absolutely class. Whether he was running wide or whether it was through the middle, it was just beating men for. for I, I think he hit the nail on the head there when you just said he looks like a bloke. Having followed his yeah. his progression through the through the academy and then into the reserves and then into the first team, and he, he showed it well when he's played you look at some of the reserves and like you said I think age is a big one we have yeah. seem to have a very young squad so they look like men against boys I think Sheffield in the 1895 Sunday Cup so. uh, proved that mm. so, but Cali now looks like a bloke he looks like he could compete against the men in mm. the t- in teams at, at championship level and I think it's about time he, he had a start or Definitely. at least uh, a spot on the bench well, yeah, we, he had it at the start of the season and a lot of fans have said look he's done nothing wrong and and, and, and to that end he, he hasn't really and I have mentioned on shows past that you can because he's a young lad because and, and we've got to remember his age really is he, is he, is he not even barely 20 if yeah, that really um, it's, it's a very physical division is the, is the championship and he's playing against seasoned campaigners who yeah. are proper proper men and taking time out the side on a watching brief could do him good but you, you mentioned the journey I, I remember his debut over at Lee in the in the qualifiers yeah we got he got chucked into it a bit yeah and, and I just remember at the end of the game where we, we got soundly beaten we got, uh, we got really really well beaten by a really strong Lee side and they came back and it just reminded me of like players walking back from a battle like body and bruise and look, he looked like a boy and again this is no disrespect to you Will Calcott if you are listening um, but he looked like a boy playing a man's game now he's ready he's definitely yeah, ready to do some damage and the, a lot of the fans on, on, on social media but also at the game as well have said look the team needs a little bit of a shake up especially at that position as well yeah, I mean it's not yeah. as if the guys that, that are above him in the pecking order are pulling up any trees at the minute so so why no. not you know if it, it was it was something that, that Rich Marshall sort of had a bit of a habit for saying that you know if you don't play well we've got lads ready to take your place but then perhaps not putting them in you know, to, to practice what you preach, and I think yeah. I think Grixie will, will do that. I think he'd be forced to make some changes this week. I of, think yeah. I think we've got some battered bodies out there. I think some lads. Maybe that's perhaps why we didn't play so well against Bradford in that first half. We had some lads that just looked like they're broken at the minute and they're carrying a lot of knocks and mm. and you sometimes you've sort of got to save them from themselves and say, look, you're not hundred percent. You might be, I wouldn't say a hindrance, but you're not going to be able to give your best. And definitely, and and if you can't give your best, then someone else should come in and be able to have the opportunity to do that no of course yeah and we've 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 got to use the squad that's there and um it it might it might do a bit of a good just shaking up a little bit just remind players that they've they've got to be playing well to 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 get in that starting lineup dave grayson mentioned last week those who were lucky enough to to that's the operations director of the club yes it is yeah those who are lucky enough to listen live and again i apologize for not being able to listen again completely out of my hands he said that one of the reasons why Marshall didn't go in is that he was probably becoming a little bit too loyal to certain players when they they, they should have been dropped and um and I, th- I think I think Griggs is kind of finding that out now where he, he probably will change things around um, because I think and he said that Griggs is very much his own man he's got very yeah, very strong absolutely. will is Griggs and Griggs would probably make those decisions which Marshall probably necessarily didn't 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 want to make but felt he couldn't because he was kind of a a, 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 a good cop so to speak but yeah. we will find that out we, we've always got we've all got to remember that he's Griggs is very very young into the job he's a very young coach he's been thrust into it and he's learning on the job yeah he's, ad- he's admitted as well that it is it is tougher to sort of get your ideas and ch- and change things sort of during a league season you know yeah, when every yeah. game matters and, and there's two points at stake every week you know it's it's a big deal so 
Yeah, you, you're right. He is he's finding his feet. I still think we made the right decision appointing him because I think once he gets his idea oh, of the yeah. sort of rugby and the sort of player he needs to play, that style of rugby, I think uh, we'll be in a different place. And, and maybe that's the end of this season. Maybe maybe it begins if we don't make the playoffs. Who knows? But I, I, I'm still optimistic. I mean, I think the lads have... The, the championship actually tweeted out the other day like the top eight and we and uh, the top seven in a yes. picture and yeah. and they sort of said and Halifax were there and I think Ed Barber said so are you officially writing us off <laughs> and I, so there's two things to that one that means that right are we finally going to start living up to our underdog and making our yearly annually run and embrace it mm. or are we going to question and say why is it taking you so long get exactly. on with it throughout history Halifax I've been the perennial underdog it's very very rare if ever that we've been favourites for something and 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 we don't we don't play well under those conditions. We love being the underdog. No one uh, in the last five years, no one dreamt that we'd make the top four, and we were consistently written off and written off and saying, "No, you've got no chance." And we prove people wrong. Maybe this is the best one yet because, as I say, because the amount of home games that we've got and the amount of points we can take off our rivals, if we get it right. We could we could sneak it. We yeah, could. we've got to we've got to run the gauntlet and we've yeah. got to be absolutely squeaky clean, haven't we? And and, and it, it sounds like we're in dreamland to be honest, looking yeah, at the yeah. way we've played, but we've seen in the past it only takes one good game to, to get you back in. You know, Definitely. we went to Sheffield when that was on the hour league app and and we're squeaky clean that day and came away with a well-earned victory. So who's to say we can't do it on Sunday? Of course not. And again, two, two, two years in the past, Facebook memories is a wonderful thing for <laughs> a wonderful archive, and it's turned out to be a very good preparation for the show because it was two years There's preparation for this show. Oh yeah, believe it or not, I do actually do some sort of preparation. I, w- I wake up and that's it. <laughs> um, it was two years today that we lost over at Swinton. Uh, when uh, <coughs> over at Swinton, where we, we uh, it was Chris Atkin who kicked us to death and kicked the, the 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 penalty and the drop goal and that and, we, and everyone that day thought that's it, scene's over. What's the point? We probably had more points then though, and, and less. Well, there was less games, so yeah, it's, and less it's, it's it, it just shows how quickly things can turn around because oh, we had we had four cup finals. As, as we've mentioned as well, how crazy the league's been and how up and down yeah. and. And who's to say we couldn't go and win the next eight games exactly. with a canter and, and met the playoffs? But, you know, like I say, however unlikely, nothing is impossible in sport. No, definitely not. And they've just got to believe in each other, which I think they do. And I think, like I said, they'll have an open, honest assessment of the Bradford game and they'll we're back at home and we love playing at home. And Yeah. Maybe it's, maybe, it's a line in the, maybe it's a line in the sand and just literally that right, that's the middle part of the season done. Let's we've had a little bit of a blip, let's draw a line there and let's yeah. get properly onto it. Let's and, and the other thing as well, we keep mentioning sort of in the back of our minds, go out and play for your semi-final uh, shirt. Yes. You want to play on the biggest stage that there is that yeah, this yeah. club's had in a long time. You go out and you show me in the next three games, four games, whatever it is. Why you deserve to be in that team? Yeah, to actually own the situation. That should be that should be every player across the club. Of course, yeah. Reserves, women. If you want a game, Jack Brown, <laughs> wheelchair captain. If you want a game, you can go training and show us what you can do. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. Maybe Griggs could possibly own the situation if there's players there who have possibly got one eye on the semi-final. Which, to be fair, can't blame them. Yeah, can't it's blame natural, them for that. It's not natural thing. Own the situation, right? You've got to play well to earn your spot. There's no there's no untouchables in that. Squad, or they shouldn't be really, um, and 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 there's a Toronto trip coming up as well. Do you want do you want the chance to go play in North America? Exactly, exactly. I Show want, it against Featherstone. I, I want to see a side there who is who is committed to win. And again, as I mentioned before, I was so surprised that Toulouse got so close to Toronto because they threw the ball about. They had a go. They had a dig. Toronto are very much a Super League side in terms of the processes that they do. Way to beat them is just throw a ball about, have a, have a yeah. go, play like Matt Callan. Yeah, side. you've got to move them side to side. They've got a lot of big lads, but mm. you do and anyone, like I say, is it's very very down. tricky. But again, any team in the championship can beat anyone there. Um, let's mention one of the untouchables. Let's mention Scott Morell now. Um, He's had a little bit of a. He's had a bit of a, a, a rough few days, Scott Morell, and some of it is just complete nonsense. Well, I wouldn't call him untouchable because he's been getting taken out off the ball for the last. Oh month. no, yeah, shockingly, it's, it is obvious that he's not. He's not fit in terms of that. He's injured. He is. He's just. He's just not. He's not. And again, I can say it because the last time I saw Scott Morell play, 
in the flesh was the Bradford quarterfinal. I didn't see him against Lee. I didn't see him against Barrow. Um, and he played the, on Sunday. Yeah, he did play on Sunday. And that's, that's what I meant. Yeah, um, the, the 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 comparison, the, the contrast was just massive because semi final it was in well second half at the very least. It was it was dynamic. He, he got the team around the park, and he just seemed a little bit of a shadow of himself really. And then, and then you told me, my family told me, and that said that he just, he just looks injured. Yeah. And, and you can't. Yes, Scott Morell's got a habit of playing injured. Like he, he played God knows how long last year with a broken hand and stuff. But it looks like he's he's, he's like he's hobbling round. Like just... I said, sometimes you've got to save him for himself. He he loves this club. Yeah, he'll, he'll play his heart out for this club. But if if he's not hundred percent, he shouldn't be on the field. No matter no. what influence he has. Hmm. And then, and and we need we need a hundred percent fit Scott Morell. Yeah. hundred percent fit Scott Morell. Whatever Wins shape, yeah, whatever Wins shape or size he is for for those people there who even dare to criticise that, he is one of the best players in the championship. And um, we mentioned like underdogs and, and and that sort of thing and, and and taking people by surprise. Scott Morell's made a career out of it. Of, yeah. of, of, of being the, the the little dumpy guy who puts in bigger hits and prop forwards and can marshal teams around the field like like a like a great really he's one of my all time favorite players and I do yeah, hope he, get, he, he gets back to to the, the, the Scott Morell that we know maybe it is kind of leaving him out for for a game or two like sacrificing fair, if he's if he's there fair enough do we really need him against Toronto possibly it's, it's that Matt's pick and choose games but hopefully he's getting the recovery that he needs because he just he just doesn't it looks like he's playing injured now you speak to any rugby player they will say they're always playing with some sort of knocks and yeah. stuff but it's starting to inhibit his game a little bit really and it's, and it's a shame to see but Maybe it's a bit of a master plan. Maybe I don't know. He's lulling people into a false insecurity. We don't know. We don't know about Scott. What, he's suggesting he's got a few quid on this. <laughs> trying to get the odds. And not, not, not at all. He's not. He's not like two former Saints players who've gone to Union. But um, yeah, I, I, I hope he, he, he does uh, get himself sorted. And as I say, that that is the only condition that I'm worried about Scott Morell being yeah, in because he, he's, he's a fantastic player, fantastic pro, and. Yeah, he took a hit off the ball at Lee away, um, quite a nasty one, which was quite surprising because we did Tangata did one, which was pretty much the same, and and it all kicked off, and right. you know they got penalised for it, and we didn't get anything. But that's a, a just one of those things, isn't it? So it seems to sort of you know he went straight down the tunnel after that. We lost our way a bit that day. The Barrow game similar happens. They, they got into him. They, they put big hits on him, and he he were playing on one leg at, at times, and, right. and a half back on one leg. I mean, if that leg's Scott Morell's, he'll still try and kick a forty twenty. Oh, with of it, course, but will, yeah. Like I said, you've just got to save him from themselves. Sometimes he's the captain of the club. He's the face of the club. He's the brand. He's he's the hero of the quarter final. He shouldn't play again for me until he's absolutely 100% free. Yeah, it's not as if we haven't got able replacements because cometh the hour, cometh the man, one play, one halfback who did make his return was... Jinky, Jinky, Jinky. Where's Jinky Johnston himself who, who changed the game. When he came on, along with Jacob Fairbank, he changed the game and if the game, as you mentioned before, what Greeks said, if the game were five minutes longer, it could have been a different result, but it's it's so it's, it's perfect timing for him to get back because I think the two teams he hates the most are Bradford and Fairbank. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, it's so good to see him back, and we definitely have missed him. Woodburn All and the like have, have been able replacements, and, and Ben White, who's, who has gone to Barrow, uh, but John and seem to uh, have had a yeah, contributing factor. It has effects, but who cares about Fev? Uh, but yeah, John O, brilliant return, and hopefully he'll kick on from there. Um, what, what, what did you think? Do you, do you think he, he's, he, he could well play hooker? Or do you think it was just kind of an experiment for Bradford, really? I, I think he's got to go first. Yeah, I think, obviously, it was his first game back in a long time, so I didn't want to, obviously, give him too much work to do with it being such an important game. Look, Jono gives us a total different dimension to our attack. Yeah. You look at the game against Batley away, we were crying out for a player like John oh, when, when our pack's yes. getting beaten yeah. you need a little scrappy-do style player to, to break the line he can break the line from anywhere and um, yeah we've really missed him he, he sort of had a bit of a moment didn't he uh, with his, his step that sort of set up a try on yeah. Sunday as well so you know even in his first game back he's absolutely on it straight away and uh, yeah we've, we've, we've certainly missed him you know, with a lot of injuries that that we've missed, I mean, Grady's been Grady. a massive one. Yep. You know, that was a, a massive part of our attack last year. Um, uh, you know, it was so important on that left edge was uh, mm. Johnston to Grady. It worked pretty much every time we did it, didn't we? And then yeah. obviously you had 
Morel kicking to Tyra on the outside and we had points for fun on that side. So, mm. yeah, we're, we're certainly missing that. And like I said, it's, I just think it's about time that we get a bit of youth in, a bit of speed, a bit of energy. Mm. One thing we're lacking is speed across the park. I mean, we were talking on the way down about the, the whole winger, uh, the sevens player who, yeah, who scored that no, try when no. he went from his own in goal to, to theirs in 12 seconds. Like That kind of speed at any level of the game is absolutely... You know, it's dynamite, yeah. isn't it? And it can break a game open from nothing. We need something like that. And and maybe it's time to... If, if some people are going to admit, right, maybe we're not going to make the playoffs per se. We give these lads a chance, like we did for the eights. We, we unearthed you, you um, Brandon Moore, Chester yeah. Butler, um, Nick Rawston, who's on sitting now, Woodburn all. So it's a time to, to put... Um, you know the the winger in that scored that amazing try at Keefley or or the halfback who looks composed yeah. under pressure or the, Jake the hooker Smiley, Fraser Stroud. One yeah. thing I will say about the reserves as well, it was they had four um, four guys who played for the Welsh students in the formation. Yeah, I saw that. That's well, probably why we didn't have which a full complement. Which is a big miss, and they were players in key positions as well. And maybe it's time for them, as you mentioned, if 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 Scott Morell does get injured and Scott uh, Simon Griggs does his side as a halfback what better halfback to put in than, than a halfback Woodburn all I've mentioned many times before I love the guy I think I think he should be part of the Halifax 17 every week but he needs to nail down a position what what position is it Fraser Stroud against Sheffield I was really really yeah he looked a natural scrum half didn't he yeah. which is something that we he had that seen. little bit of composure which not many young halfbacks have which Scott Morell does but he's got it for, for years but the the point I'll make about Jono before we do go to a quick break is that he dovetails so well with Morel. Yeah. Two, there's two opposite kind of halfbacks there, and he does take a lot of heat off Morel. Does Jono and the work that he does, and maybe that's where where Morel it kind of is because he's having to do everything. Is because he's last year he kind of could get away with. Being well, who's, a, who's been his partner? Exactly, I mean, he's, he's a different it's one, a different every, one week. every week. I mean, Scott Scott Griggs, I want to make a mention of as well. He's been getting a lot of stick. He mm. was our best player at Barrow, and he made a lot happen on Sunday as well at Bradford. Yeah, he makes some mistakes. He does some brain farts. He did that in Super League. I mean, yeah, not course. kicking the ball into the into touch against Leeds that time when uh, Ryan All went down the wing to win the league. Oh you know? yes, um, yeah. but the one on Sunday where he he does things that. You know that stand out because we know how good a player he can be. That exactly. So yeah. I just think, I feel he's getting a lot of unfair heat. He's coming. He's trying his best. And of course he is. There's no lack of effort there. He's just. I, I think. And, and Dave Grayson mentioned it last week. That there are players that are trying too hard. Yeah. And I think Scott Griggs has fallen into that category. Really. I think we just need to relax and just play with a little bit of that. And like we did from 65 minutes when we just relaxed and just thought, right, let's just have a go. Let's throw yeah. cautions to the Nothing wind. to lose. Things things happened, and maybe we need to just chill out and relax a little bit Scott Griggs yes he did make an awful mistake that the 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 the, the crossing shepherding whichever one you want to call it it was it was shocking the game was, was gone though you know not necessarily say we, we had a, we had a chance we were on top and we and we could have won it was a stupid thing to do and he'll know that he's played the game for long enough he'll know that he's not a rubbish player there's there's, there's people this week who said oh he's he's absolutely rubbish why are we signing blah 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 they just they, they, they need to have a word quite frankly because it's it's, it's just it's just silly People say, oh, you're up here to watch the team and stuff like that. Yeah, you do, but it's it's stupid if you call him play like Scott Griggs, who's played Super League for best part of 15 years and played in World Cups and stuff. He's a rubbish player. Nah, I'm not having that at all. Yes, he makes mistakes. Yes, he makes brain farts and stuff, but name me a player who doesn't really. So. He won as a game. It, you know, he had a contributing factor in the cup quarter. So Yeah, exactly. I just, I just feel like it's, it's now's not the time. Everyone, like you say, is entitled to their opinion. I would, I'm not even having to go about anyone saying anything negative, but I just don't think it's the time for it. To, now's the time not at all. for us just to hold our nerve exactly and, yeah. and ride it out. We've had a lot of good days in the last couple of years. It's it's a little bit of a time for us to just maybe galvanise as a fan base and you know it seems, it seems like a long time since the Leeds game. Maybe we need a bit more of that attitude coming yeah, back. That yeah. no matter what happens. You know, maybe even if we finish tenth, we're going to go down singing, and we're going to go down having a good time, and and we're going to go down as mates, and we're, and we'll go down together. Yeah, no, de- definitely. I, I don't think we'll finish tenth or anything like that, but maybe we will. But we've just we've got to stick together. The future can be very very encouraging. And as I say, yes, we it's disappointing losing to Bradford and Barrow and Lee and, and and stuff like that. But because I mentioned it to to on the show last week, because the highs have been so high. 
the winning at the Summer Bash, winning, beating Bradford in the quarterfinals, get to the semi-final, the lows are going to be that much lower because yeah. it's the two extremes there. And people will say and tight stuff in the heat of the moment and stuff. But I say stuff in games which, which I look back and go, why the hell did I say that? Yeah. It's 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 wrong. You just take a take a take a moment and say, right, okay, where were we at? Where we we are? We're, we're a part-time team with. We do spend a fair bit of money. See, but that's, I think near. that's the stickler is that it's his biggest budget in, I think, in the championship era. So mm. that's what's getting getting people's backs up. Yeah. But it's a mistake, you know. No. I, if anyone out there listening thinks we're being defeatist or, yep. you know, as, as an opinion, get in touch, guys, because, you know, yep. we're only two guys, two fans. We've got our opinions. Give us yours. We'll, we'd love to discuss e- it with Exactly, you. exactly. Talking Facts on Facebook, at Talking Facts RL on Twitter, uh, or if you know me, just wag me a message and I'll reply Carry to a that. pigeon because window's <laughs> open. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, the window is open. Just say, fire, fire something in and we'll, we'll debate it. Get, get your views in. Or if you want to come on the show, do come on the show. From the studios of Phoenix FM, this is Talking Facts with Mike Haig. Welcome back to Talking Facts live on Phoenix FM and around the world. There's myself, Mike Egan, Rick Farrell in the studio. As I said before, uh, get your questions in, get your points of view in. It's a very interactive show. If you'll let us be interactive, um, get them both in. Uh, at, tw- at Talking Facts RL on Twitter and Talking Facts on Facebook. Uh, won't be a Talking Facts show without some shout outs, so let's get those done. Uh, this coming Saturday, we mention it every week for a while, and it's finally coming around. Greetland All Rounders Players Reunion, Hall of Fame ceremony, and all that. Uh, celebrating 6-5 years at Spring Rock Grounds uh, there's a couple of games on there's uh, there's a band there's barbecue Hall of Fame ceremony uh, but it's just a really good way to support one of your local community clubs that's this coming Saturday um, and it starts off with a junior fixture at 1pm-ish I love it on that post so it says ish yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> Greetland yeah. all over though they just roll with the punches go with the floor exactly so hope let, they're Greetlanders let, let's, let's hope the weather improves because as we're looking out the window now it's, it's absolutely shocking weather for, for June Let's yeah I'm going to try and get myself along as well yeah it's a good afternoon it should do indeed so also on this coming Friday as well we've got a night of darts legends at the at the, the Shade Dennis the Menace Priestley and Martin Wolfie Adams um, you can play them both for £25 per person or you can just sit and watch uh, £15 per person anyone wants to get uh, on that uh, email Sam Rennie at halifaxrlfc.co.uk or call 01422 342 what else have we got we've got uh, the Halifax um, Golf Day event um, well, that's on Monday the 15th of July at Willow Valley Golf Club over in Brigham house um, starts at half past nine with registration and breakfast and a shotgun start whatever that is at half past ten pie and peas of course and presentations with MCP Emmett uh, starting at 4pm teams of four £199 and again if you email Sam Rennie at halifaxrlc.co.uk they're great events they'll be able to get, golf yeah players. players past and present available for teams of three as well so if you want a legend on your side get on them there uh, and that's over in Brigham House um, HD64JB for your sat navs on there. Uh, Halifax Academy Training Day, that's tomorrow, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m., ages 15 to 18, up at Coraldell College, uh, run by Scott Morell. He's, he's uh, produced some really good players, so I hear, and hopefully we'll, we'll see some stars of the future come from that. Um, so, yeah, um, if you think we've got what it takes, gym and outdoor training session up at Coraldell College at the Inspire Centre, and that's tomorrow um, or today. If you're listening again, uh, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m., ages 15 to 18. Uh, and last but certainly not least, we've got the world famous, world famous as always, Supporters Club Quiz Night tomorrow night at the Ivy House pub, 8 o'clock start. Um, and that includes supper as well and there's obviously a raffle there and yeah please come along it should be Operation Mission stop Dave Durbin's team winning <laughs> every single week Dave Durbin's team wins so if you if you know your stuff about anything get along there it's a very very good night and if you want to have a, have a moan and, a, and chew the fat with other facts uh, players you want to put a face to a name you can come and talk to me um, it's in support of the reserves as well and obviously exactly, and look yes. how well they played on Sunday every Every little bit of money helps, and uh, like I said, let's try and get some positivity back. Yeah, Come on. exactly. Yeah, yeah. I knew there's a reason for that rather than 
um, eating sausage and chips and gravy <laughs> and, 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 and moaning about Bradford and Feather and stuff like that. Um, right, so let's get into the team of the decade. Uh, it's very, very nearly finished. Now, I will let you know the results of last week because, and again, I, I can't apologise for this enough. Um, the, the Listen Again feature wasn't working and I've been assured that it won't happen again. I will make sure it won't happen again, uh, but we might have to keep your eyes and ears peeled on that one there. So, if I can find the results on my phone while I'm doing this, and men can't multitask, uh, <laughs> the results of that were um, fourth place was Luke Ambler uh, with 8% of the vote, um, Elliot Morris was third with 22% of the vote, and Tangata was a very close second in 25% of the vote. But the runaway winner was Mitch Carlane. Runs like a train at 45% of the vote. Did you agree with that result? Oh, Rick? absolutely. I mean, it's one of those things a lot of people have been saying. We haven't really replaced Mitch, have we? He no. was such a, a driving force for the club while he was here. And uh, one of my favourite players we've had in a long time. Absolutely big Mitch. Definitely. Shame, shame we only realised that train rhymed with Carlane <laughs> after like three years. But, you know, yeah, it, it was took Toulouse away for us to away, figure out, um, yes. for Morel to figure out that... Something rhymed with Carlin. <laughs> Very much so. So, let's get into the last position we've got to fill, which is the second rowers. Now, we start off chronologically with these sort of things, and chronologically brings to the first one, who is, I'm going to exercise my presenter rights. Here we go, here. Partridge style. I, I exercise my presenter rights, and straight in, first nominee is superstar Dave Larder. Regardless of whether he's my favourite Halifax player of all time, anyone who is a winning captain of a championship winning side is is a legend of the club and should always be nominated. But he did turn out to be a very, very, very good player for us. Uh, again, down the same mould as kind of Scott Morello, a bit underestimated player because yeah, he was he was square. <laughs> he, he, he was he was as tall as he was wide, but by God, he was as successful at what he did. Um, whether he did fill in at prop sometimes, but second rower, but he was a lead as well yeah he led us very well in that championship winning side yeah he had a good pair of hands for a big man yeah, you know, yeah, and, yeah. and you know he sort of let play develop around him which is uh, something you'd expect from an outside back maybe more than a than a forward but yeah I'd, I'd give you that one yep and I'll I, give you that one yeah I, I don't care if you did I, 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 I am literally he's literally going in there I don't care I did I did toy with the idea of just putting him in it straight in a team but I could just see all the Twitter hate now of the backlash <laughs> I do not care uh, yep fair, fair enough as I say if you disagree let me know there was there was there was uh, uh, for Jim Gannon not being nominated and David Wrench Jim Gannon actually got tagged in it and I felt very very Ooh. awkward about that but again it is a, it's a democracy it is the, the it's a democracy and so you just put Dave Larder in because yeah <laughs> Well, it's, it's, it's a little more de- democratic than others. <laughs> um, in terms of the second row in that era, we also had Mark Roberts as well, who was a right firecracker of a, of a, of a second row um, there. But again, he's, he's, he, he did all right. Was he a centre? Was he a second row? Not too sure. Um, but he was there as well. And then kind of other players who filled in. You had like David Renshaw filled in there. I think Saeed Tamgar and Dylan Nash filled in there a little bit. But in terms of the, the squad, in terms of the squad numbers, it was Stanley Jean who was 12 in 20, 2010. A fantastic player, but we just didn't see enough of him. Yeah, see the best of him, really. Which is a massive, massive shame, really. But Well, he was 55 when he played for us, uh, wasn't he, yeah, I think, or uh, something like that. At the very, very least. He's probably, <laughs> st- he's probably still 55 now, to be honest. <laughs> um, in 2011, um, we saw Sam Barlow, the same we mentioned on the show before. Um, jack of all trades, could play loose forward. Yeah, prop, I'd consider him more of a row. loose person. Yeah, he's, he's definitely filled in there. Uh, we had the likes of Ryan Clayton, who came back? Oh, actually, no. Hang on, I'll rewind actually a little bit for for that. Uh, how can I forget grand final scorer Stephen Bannister? Stephen Bannister, great line for for a second rower, um, but again, might not necessarily have the longevity that other people have. But it decides. It depends on how you vote for these things. Is it for the better clubman or the better player or the biggest impact? We just don't know yet. But Stephen Bannister, absolutely fantastic player for us. Um, I'm yeah, surprised. it was an important score that one in that game yeah. against uh, against Feverson when we beat him in the grand final. Yeah, and anyone who, who scored that that day is, is, is a legend in my eyes. Um, Ryan Clayton came back for for a short spell as well. Um, again, at the twilight of his career, did a job, but he's again not not that um, spectacular, shall we say? Um, 
Paul Smith. Paul Smith still playing as well. Paul Smith, um, who, who played again, but again, he's, he, a lot of these things because the 2010, the start of the decade, was a little bit of the the, the end of an old team, really. Yeah. So the, the, the likes of Larder and Smith and and Co. And, and other players who, who who are part of this team, like Royston. It was the end of their fax careers, and they don't have the longevity of it, but. Again, it depends how you think of these sort of things. Um, who else do we have? Jacob Fairbank came. He played second row back then as well. Um, and then Mike Ratu played in second row too. But again, it's not all that not much there. On to 2012. And possibly another uh, nomination straight out of the back well, I think it is, yeah. Dane Manning. What a player. Anyone what who saw player. Manu play know that he was just he was just a machine, you yeah. know. Fifty tackles a game, yeah. forty carries and you know, never getting pushed back and no. coming up with important scores and back what a player. Never took a backward step, whether it was taking the ball up or going into a fight. He, 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 there's so many memories of Manu. First of all, the first one I'll mention is in twenty twelve and probably the main reason why I won the Northern Rail Cup that day in Blackpool was his just man marking of Liam Finn. Yeah. He, and he just completely Oh was it no, it was uh, what's he called? Andy Kane. Man Matt completely took him out of the game. It was like an American footballer following around a quarterback. Um, I see, I've got American football knowledge there. Uh, was it Def- defensive line back Yankee Doodle Dandy um, following around there, and and he just completely took him out of the game, um, and it, that that was a big reason why we we won that game. I, I think he'd still be here now. Had we not missed out on the playoffs in yeah. 2016, Manu would have gone nowhere. No, definitely not. And as I say, he copped for a little bit of stick then but it's a short career you've got to look after your family and that and he's, he's a battly boy he's a battly boy he's Born a fax fan though yeah he's a, he's, he's a he is a battly fan though. any of the fans out there listening if you've ever come across Manu out sort of outside rugby <laughs> he's uh, sees you in your fax shirt you better watch out you'll be getting picked up into the sky <laughs> <laughs> definitely um, but yes and, and also um, because this is a kind of informal radio show my other favourite memory of Dan Manning was the, the brawl over at Lee where he, he he snuck behind the referee once he separated the two teams to have a have a go at the, the Lee, Lee players but what well, was that four red cards six yellow yeah, or something mad something so, so, so like that but he just looked very very uh, like, in, like in the schoolyard sneaking behind the teacher to yeah have he lost his off. head there a bit didn't um, he but no but absolutely great player there yeah I think he's a nomination for sure um, oh, 2012 also saw the arrival of Adam Robinson as well Again, really, really good, solid championship player. Um, again, still playing now? In yeah, he, he is, yeah. Very, very much so, yeah. Um, still doing a really good job. Really good club man. Um, worked really, really hard. Just a, just a workhorse, really. And you, need, and you need players like Adam Robinson for your flashy guys to, to survive, really. Yeah, absolutely. He, he got through a lot of work, a lot of tackling. He, he probably wasn't in the best physical condition when he came to us, but what he lacked in sort of physique he made up in heart in yeah. spades and quite again quite skillful for a big lad yeah, you know, yeah. okay, I, I had a play in him you know and, and, a, and a deceptive little bit of pace actually mm. which was uh, yeah, his once, mates would find hilarious <laughs> once he got going he'd have some pace just, I just think he found his level at Championship and no higher. I just, I just remember the 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 Super Eights game we played against Salford, where he played, and he just he he, he just didn't look at that level. Yeah. Really. But again, there's no there's no there's no shame in that. He's 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 done had a very very good career and that sort of thing. And he, he, he and as he, as he's been shown, he's not been without clubs, but he's been snapped up wherever he's gone, and he's a very very valued and thought of player. We all, we always did his his best fit club both on and off the pitch as you well. No, great as as a bloke in the dressing room as well you know keeping things yeah, like hard when big, maybe big people were down in the dumps yeah absolutely character is a perfect way of describing him um, other players as well Ross Devorty as well cracking player yeah really good player hat trick at Fev um, where we had an absolute outstanding first half going up the slope there but uh, again if he didn't have to I think he moved for work commitments didn't he I think he well was, he, he, I think he's sort of travelling the world now he's a teacher mm, isn't he and yeah he was a te- I think he went to York because he, he was he got a job up at York and he yeah. could train and stuff but again I, I think if he didn't have that he'd have still been playing for Halifax yeah it, it was one of those he was probably the most underrated player in that whole team mm. during his time at Fax you know he always showed up well and, mm. and like I said he had a try in 
in him and a bit of skill himself. So you yeah. remember one game at Feb where he sort of kicked the ball around the man like he were even there yeah. and, and touched down in the corner. Yeah, um, I would I would say he's certainly up there with the lads who've had this decade. Um, like I say, skillful and and a good rugby brain on him and, and always showed up well and, and you know, played hard. Yeah, de- definitely. And also son of Gary Devote as well. It's a good little bloodline that's going on of ex-Halifax players as well. So yeah, where, when Ross Devote's children come of age, I'm sure they'll be pulling the blue or white. I hope they do. Um, on to 2013, Dame Manning's still there. We uh, had the addition of Andy Braycheck as well again the players who seem to be coming to the end of their, their careers but Andy Braycheck really solid player really really good you can tell that he had a lot of Super League experience there but I think I think he had one too many injuries when he was with us uh, he, left, he left a bit of a sour taste in the mouth didn't he with the big announcement being uh, his re-signing one year I, seem, I think everyone thought we were going to sign a superstar ah, yes. from the NRL and, yeah. or by the stadium or whatever it were going to be and then it turned out to be Braycheck staying for another year so <laughs> Yeah, solid player. A, yeah. bit, a bit of a grub, really. I've heard people describe him. Maybe yes. not. Maybe not as a grub, but as a, like a lump of gristle. He just gets yeah. through his work. He's, a, he's just all muscle. You need a little bit of fight in, the, in that. When you're yeah, a absolutely. Ball, you, you need a little. You need those sort of players. Yeah, maybe so we're missing a bit of that now. Possibly, you know. Possibly. Yeah, very much so. You, you need that sort. Sort. Of aggression, control, aggression. Obviously, but of course, players who, who, who get under the skin of the op- opposition. Uh, very well um, who else have we got nothing more in 2013 it's still the same as we mentioned before on to 2014 um, yeah still the same yeah we, we didn't had... really have a, a massive turnaround at back no we, we, had, didn't. we had Manu on one end and Devotti on the other and it was like yeah. well they're the two of the best in the division why would you change it and then know? we had Adam Robinson as well and Rob obviously yeah um, Luke Adamson came in in 2014 as well probably more of a loose forward yeah really. again one of, the, one of those we seem to have a team where there's lots of utility players yeah. teams who could play different positions really but you're absolutely right well um, maybe if you pick your bench uh, for the team of the decade you can put possibly. some utility on that yes definitely um, another player can fit to that category is Danny Cowling in 2014 was he a centre yeah, was he probably a second a row um, there's lots of things there um, but yeah on to 2015 now this is where things um Start to progress, but not in the second row because I'm just looking down the squad list there, and it still seems the same, the same old suspects really. Dave Manning's there, Braycheck's there. Um, who else is there? Working with Devo no. been there. D- yeah, Devoti was there, but then that was the year that he, he did leave. Uh, 2016. Um, again, I'm sorry, really sorry if this is a uh, boring for everyone. <laughs> listening really um, here we go 2015 2016 saw the arrival of possibly the most underrated player for the last few years but he's getting the recognition he deserves now Ed Barber yeah Ed Bar- I, I, I couldn't believe that he's played for so long really it's, it's, it's ridiculous but what a player he's been really I mean when we signed him I, I believe it was he a trialist or Something I mean he like played that, at Swinton yeah. sort of <laughs> And a lot of rugby union, but yeah. I, I seem to remember he, he scored with he took an interception with his first touch yeah. and scored, and, and we just thought, who the hell's this guy? <laughs> you know, oh, skillful in spades. I've heard him being described as probably the most skillful player in the team. Yeah, um, again, versatile, um, good pair of hands. You know, a, a little bit of pace uh, here and there when he gets going, mm. and yeah, I think he's been great for us. I really Definitely. do. You know, utility value again. He's played predominantly second row, but as you mentioned before, he's played centre to really great effect. I think Jamie Gray calls him the Yorkshire Twigger Marlow, which I think is an absolutely <laughs> brilliant nickname that. Uh, but he's also filled in at loose at hooker at times as well. You yeah. mentioned very very skillful. He's player. a proper rugby player. Isn't yeah, he? <clears throat> definitely. He's one of those where he, he, he can do a bit of everything. He's got the fundamental skills of the game. Yeah. There. And it's just a matter of tying down a position, but because he's such a skillful player, he'll get shunted out to those sort of positions where and, they are needed. And he's a local lad as well, of course. which is good for the club. Yep, and he's a very big character off the pitch. Absolutely, as well. yeah. he was one of the ones that were leading the singing into losing in, in twenty seven. Maybe we're missing him a bit uh, at the minute. No, no, maybe about it. We are definitely missing Ed Barber um, for sure in that in that respect. There, um, also in twenty sixteen as well, possibly one of the most disappointing ones really that we didn't manage to keep. Uh, Matt Sarsfield had an absolute yeah. Standing start to, I think he scored a try every game for his first six. I games think it was more than that, to be yeah, honest. It was, it was a class above, but then he sure scored eleven tries in like five games or something yeah. mad. So it's something really daft, but really, really good player. But he's gone, 
gone off the boil. I don't know where, where he's at now, to be honest. But I'm not sure. Because uh, he, he came from Lee. He um, had a bad injury, didn't he? I think he went to Swinton yeah, and he got, got a bad Swinton, injury. Yes, you're absolutely right. But for us, I mean, we didn't have him long, did we? But it no. was. A, I've been saying in recent times that you know when things have sort of been maybe lulling, we've gone out and found someone like a Sarsfield or a Danny Craven on loan, mm. brought him in and, and sort of got some positivity going again. Maybe yeah. that's what Mitch Clark's been brought in to do. Possibly, you know, if we yeah. get him again on Joel Reg. De- definitely. And there's whispers that he's here for the rest of the season, so hopefully that'll, again, as we mentioned before, kind of prick the other members of the squad ears up and think, blimey, I've really got to word my spot here. Um, yeah, the, 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 the internal second row that were there. Um, 2016 was the swan song for Dane Manning, but in came Shane Grady. What a player. What a player. And again, someone who we missed desperately this year. And we did wonder at the time, how the hell are we going to replace Dan Manning? But, bah, just amazing player. He probably runs through a brick wall and still want to do it again. He's just Yeah, he, he builds walls and then runs through them, doesn't he? I mean, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, what a character as well, you know, yeah. solid bloke. He's got the respect of all his teammates. He's, he's never one to shy away from a tackle or, or a, a hard carry, you know. Jono always used to hit him on the short ball. He, he never sort of backed down from yeah. taking that pass, even if it meant the effect that it had on his body in the long run. I mean, maybe we're seeing a bit of that now that, you know, he's had a few surgeries and a few injuries and, and he's probably played injured over the last couple of years. Maybe this season were a bit too far for him in terms of his knee um, being the way it is. But um, yeah, what a cracking player, cracking bloke and we're lucky to have him really. Definitely, definitely. I'd say hopefully. I don't know if we'll see him before the end of the season, but part no, of I me, think he's run his race. Yeah, this year. A, a, a part of me just just <clears throat> get yourself right for next year, have a proper rehab and recovery and that sort of thing. But I don't think he'll be here to be honest. Oh, fair enough. I say hopefully. And I say I'm a, I'm a, I'm the eternal. Oh yeah, sorry, we're being optimistic. Out. Sorry. <laughs> positive show, positive show. Uh, and the last potential nomination was the current Lee Express uh, Player of the Year, uh, Chester Butler. Who found himself back at second row this 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 week against Bradford? Uh, stumbled again. He was as you keep mentioning, Rick. He was possibly eighty minutes away from not playing yeah. rugby or thrills at the very least again. Got shunted on the wing against Warrington in the middle eights. And stole the show, didn't stole, he? Stole yeah. the show, got a couple of tries and then came back. And again, the the, the the first part of last season was playing in the reserves and then got put into second row one game and then stayed there. Yeah, never and, looked back, did he? Yeah, and I say he's got his, he's got his much-deserved move to Super League on, off the back of that. And I just, I just think... Second rows is better position. Yeah, he might, he might be quicker than some second centre second rows. And in the modern game, centre and second row are quite similar. But the lines he runs are so much more suited to a second row. Yeah, absolutely. I think he gets his hands on the ball a bit earlier in the play as well when he's at second row. Yeah. Look, you mentioned that game at Warrington. I mean, one of the the best tries I've seen in years is where he just um, is it on line yeah. and he just sort of shrugged him off like he were, you know. Someone had thrown a snowball at him and he were ducking out of the way and flicking it past <laughs> and then off he went. And Yeah, he's, he's probably gone off the boil a bit um, since signing for Huddersfield. It's it's only natural, really. Yeah. Um, I mean, he were, he were outstanding at the back end of last year, a massive contributor to, to us making the playoffs. Yeah. And at the start of this year, I mean, that, that friendly in the Yorkshire Cup at Bradford, <laughs> where he, he charged that kick down and went uh, 90 metres yeah, to score, we is. thought... That's we're gonna we're gonna see something here. We're gonna see a player burst onto the scene at first team level in a fact shirt, unlike anything we've seen since like David Hodgson, you know. Yeah. So um yeah, maybe maybe he has gone off the ball, but I think he's served as well. Mm. Um like I say, he'll probably close to probably dropping out of the game, if not just for us, for other clubs as well. And he's an honest, hard working player. Mm. He's built like a Greek god oh, in here. Yeah. He's, he's, you know, with speed, strength, good hands, good decisions. He's got pace, you mentioned before. Maybe that's why Marshall. He's an international as well. You know, he showed that he can cut it at that level. Could be, could be uh, uh, one of the stars of the World Cup in the next couple of years if he if he likes Super League, which he's got the potential to do at a club like Huddersfield. um, He he, he could well do in the next couple of years. He could. 
could be the face of Welsh rugby league, which is a massive achievement for him. I think Regan Grace would have something to say about well, that. Well, possibly, but again, he's, he, he depends. No, it, that boy's got some skills. Oh, he has, yes, definitely. But I'm, I'm biased. He's not, he's not from Halifax. He's Chester Butler's a, he's one of our Yeah, own. did you see Huddersfield trying to claim that he was Huddersfield born? Yeah. And decided, so, nah, boys, no chance. get no your chance. own. Get your own. No chance. Um, and that is pretty much the end for the second row. There are other other, other players who have played there, like, like your loan players like Michael Co and Ryan Lannan and, and stuff like that. But I think we've mentioned our main contenders. The, the only thing is, is fitting five into four. Now, I, I'm, I'm not shaking. Dave Larder is in that nomination. And I, and I don't care what anyone says. You can berate me all you like. Dave Larder is definitely being nominated there. There's got to be three more. Well, Manning's, I think, so we've got, nailed on. In, in, t- in terms of the other ones we've got, in, in terms yeah, of the, go main, on, main, list them off. The, the main second rowers, in terms of regulars, we've got Manning, Adam Robinson, Ross DeVorte, Ed Barber, Shane Grady, and Chester Butler. Hmm. It's very difficult, isn't it? Very um, difficult. I think you've got to put Barber in there as well. So you you you're saying Manning there? I would, yeah, I would say yeah, I would I, say ninety percent, ninety nine percent of Fax fans would have yeah. Manning in the four there. Yeah, yeah definitely sure. fans favourite there. Um, it, oh God, it's difficult, isn't it? I mean, yeah. it depends on what sort of thing you choose. Yeah. Um, put me putting us on the spot, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm gonna say Ed, Ed Barber just because of. Um, He's had some moments in ga- in big games where he's he's shown up really well and created something from nothing. And I think he's he's maybe if you were comparing them like Barber to Robinson, I don't think Robinson can do the things that Barber can do. No. The, the one is how do you get between Grady and Butler? Yeah, that, that's I, the one. You've, you've preempted me really because I think out of the other ones, as good as much as I like devoting in Robinson. Um, well, see, I would and, if, and, if and I was as well, if really. I was doing my fascist. Uh, putting it in like you've done with Larder, I would put Devotee in there, but um, right, I'm, I'm more diplomatic, you see. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's a tricky one. I think it probably would become, it's between um, Grady and Butler, really. And what, what do you reckon? Toss a coin? and, and I'll, I'll give it to, oh, I'll give it to Grady. Um, yeah. Just, <laughs> I mean, Ches, the thing about Chester is he's come through our system, so he's a perfect example of yeah. players that, and trust their careers into our structure mm. and it paying off and them going off into the sunset. Yeah. But Grady had a much more immediate impact at first team level. Plus the fact that he played in that Toulouse away game. So on that basis, yes. I'm giving him Grady. <laughs> yes, very much so. Uh, he's got a try on Good Friday against Bradford as well. And yeah, I, I just think that he's probably come a little bit too late for Chester Butler really in terms of, of that. Grady had two standout seasons. Yeah. At the very, very least with us. I mean, he was he was arguably our best player for a lot of it as yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. So that, that would be my, my shot there. And I, I agree with you there, Rick. So unfortunately, the likes of Chester Butler, Ross Devorty, Steve and Bannister have missed out so but what a four I mean yeah what a four again two choices two choices the two second rows you get two choices there I'm being kind uh, and yeah get voting so it is in, in chronological order superstar Dave Larder um, Dan Manning Ed Barber and uh, Shane Grady ooh ah Yes, so get your votes in there. Um, we've not had time to actually go through, look forward to the Featherstone game. Um, just the main thing is get yourself down there. Um, it's first game at home for a while. The shape pitch is looking absolutely beautiful. We get the first use of it. Yeah, beautiful pitch, and they're doing a lot of painting. Dave Grayson said last week on the show that the women's toilets on the south stand will be definitely looking there. And if they're not, take a picture, send it to him, he will get it sorted. Um, Let's have a quick preview uh, of it. Well, before we do predictions, I think we'll win. I think I, I just think that I've got a nagging feeling that this is where we turn it on. I think Fev saved um, themselves last week for us. I think they've, they've targeted this game as right. they know they can knock us out of contention, and maybe Barrow aren't going to sort of contest them in terms of league points. Um, yeah, I, I think Fev come here with with a point to prove, and they'll they'll want to end our season. But I believe in our lads. And if we have everyone fit and everyone willing to work hard for each other, I think 
it's a one-score game either way. But at this, until the squads are out, I, I just cannot pick it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just think that you mentioned it before. I think there's going to be a real honest assessment um, from from the players of the of the Bradford game, and basically just show them the, the, the last 25 minutes and say, look, you need to play like this. Find your confidence. Get back in the groove. Relax a little bit. And, and let's go from there. And I just, I just got a nagging feeling that we, we, we will have this really. Um, so yeah, um, well, we'll get a formal prediction in just a second. Let's go through the other predictions in the in, in the league there. Um, oh, we've got when when's eighteen ninety five cup. Now let's not bother about that. We're not in it. We're we're in, we're in the competition. <laughs> um, so all the games are on Sunday. So um, Barrow v Toulouse. Well, that's you, you see. You're saying that you don't want to mention the 1895 Cup, but that those games in midweek will have a massive effect on how they play on the Sunday. They do, unfortunately, so, if they aren't involved. So, so reel them off. Who, who's, who's got a game midweek? Uh, it's Doncaster v Sheffield, Lee v Barrow, Witness v Dewsbury, and York v Batley. Right. So move on to this weekend then. So we? uh, Barrow v Toulouse. Um, Toulouse on the back of that defeat in Toronto, they showed up well. They're a good side. They'll have the three superstars back in. Can't see them losing that. Fair news. Um, yeah, I think to lose a bit easily, to be honest with you. Um, Batley v Toronto, and that's on Sky, obviously. Yeah. Um, Toronto. Batley. But don't watch it on Sky. Come to the show and watch exactly. facts at the same time. Exactly. Um, yeah, you've got Toronto they're sort of going through a bit of adversity behind the scenes. They've had a bit of upheaval, but... There is no doubt in my mind that they are the best team in the division. And uh, Batley have got a bit of a habit for surprising people on their pitch. Obviously, yeah, as everyone know. knows, it's a very unique afternoon's uh, play. And they might take some of some of the Aussies by surprise if they haven't played there before. But I just think they're too good a side and, and they'll they'll have a point to prove. They'll want to keep that form going. Toronto will win. Yeah, I just think they'll be too strong. They'll say... Um, I, I, I love Batley a lot, but I just think it t- team, teams that are t- middle towards the bottom of the table, Toronto are just simply too strong. They yeah. can have an off day and they're just physically far too strong for teams. Um, Bradford v Widness. Well, I was just going to touch on the Batley one. Normally, teams the week before they play us lose, so Could maybe be. Batley will win. Um, sorry, what was that? Uh, Bradford v Widness. Bradford v Widness. Um, well, the Bulls look like they've turned a bit of a corner on yeah. Sunday against us. They've got um, Joe Keys, Joe Keys back, who, who was probably the best player on the field, unfortunately for us. Mm. Mm. Witness are a bit of a basket case, really. They're the they're the kingmakers in all this because if they haven't have had the points deduction that they'd had, they would be above us. Yeah. You know, they'd, they'd be sort of pushing the playoffs. So there's no doubt they've still got some fantastic players in their squad. It's whether they turn up with Gellin or not. I, th- I think the Bulls nick that one. Witness. I think Witness are struggling at the minute, and I think Bradford will win. No, I, 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 I just think Witness. I, I think Witness. Uh, I think they're, they're, they're. I just think they've, they've, they've got this one. I, 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 something about Bradford's performance, it just didn't fill me with all that confidence, and it's just more really frustrating where we played for 15 minutes and nearly beat Bradford, who dominated. Yeah. Well, the stats lied, but anyway, well, that's another show for that. Um, I, I just, for some reason, I've just got. Oh, it's, 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 it's a good feeling. I just think Witness have got this. They had a hard game against Batley, but I just think they'll, they'll come back. They'll come back fighting. I think Witness win that. Uh, Rochdale v Swinton. Bit of a derby, that one, isn't it? Mm. Um, it's got massive implications at the bottom. Matt Callan's been at Rochdale for a while now. Can he sort of turn a corner? But Swinton, Swinton look like they're doing all right at the minute. Yeah, um, yeah. Rochdale don't seem like they can buy a win at the minute. They, you know, no. they, they score 24 points and, and concede 40, so... Mm. I, th- I think Swinton nicked that one. I think Swinton realised the magnitude of the game, having been in that sort of sketchy relegation playoff last year, and they'll want to avoid being anywhere near that at all costs. So Swinton win. Um, yeah, Swinton win. He's, I think easily, to be honest. I think it'll be comfortable that one. Uh, Sheffield v Lee. Here we go. This is where it gets tasty. This is where teams are taking points of each other. Sheffield in sixth, Lee in third, but separated by two points. Both teams like to chuck the ball around. Mm. Um, that's the main thing I'd say about them. Lee looked like they're getting back to the side that got promoted yeah. uh, the other year. Um, obviously, 
Degsy, no shame, Beaumont crying mm. foul about contracts last year has, has seemed to find a magic money tree from yeah. somewhere. But Be- Beating Dewsbury's 14 nil on their pitch as well. They're, they're coming in some... I think they're the fourth team in the division. Probably. Yeah, I'd Barford agree with Toronto. that. I think they're, they're, they're certainly playing best rugby. But Sheffield will have their backs up. They've, they've sort of hit a bit of a dip after having a really good start to the season. Mm. Um, I'm going to go Sheffield. Just with, the, just with the way that the league's been going this year, there's always one shock result that you don't see coming each week. And I think I think Sheffield beat Lee this week. Nah, nah. Lee, Lee, Lee about at least 30 points. I, think, I, think, I, I, I can't see Lee losing another game this year. Uh, and I probably include Toronto in that. I just think they are far too distra- they've, they've they've hit upon a formula, right or wrong, from Judge Winder's best mate Degs Beaumont. Um, <laughs> they, I, I just think they win comfortably in that one. Um, York v Dewsbury. Um, yeah, Dewsbury have got to have a response, haven't they? Really, I mean, uh, mm. like you say, losing forty nil at home is is enough to. You know, do, do, do we nil them? I think as well. Uh, yeah, been nilled a few is. times this year, but then they go beat Widness at Widness, so it's like it's a bit of a basket case, Bonk, really, isn't it? Bonkers league. Uh, no, I don't. I don't think Jews would take that one. No. Yeah, I think York are too strong. At I home. think York. They, they've got a, a style of play. Maybe they'll have one eye on midweek. I think James Ford's come out and said, yeah. You know that they, they would love to to have the opportunity to play at Wembley, but I still think they go there. In fact, you know what? No, Dewsbury win. Well, Dewsbury are playing winners on Wednesday as well, so. And I don't think Dewsbury prioritise that cup no, as much as, as, as the league up. and staying in the yeah, league. So I think they, I think Dewsbury win that the one. Joint with Barrow at the moment, both on nine points. And I think Dewsbury have got a reserve, so I did have at one point. Yeah, they've got they sort do. of a, a fringe of the squad. So yeah, yeah I'll go Dewsbury. Why not? Uh, no, I think York. York too strong at home. We found that out to our. Well, at least one of us is going to be right. <laughs> this week, can't we? So I'm liking this. Uh, and last but not least, Halifax v Featherstone. Facts win. Yeah. Facts win. Come on, come on, the boys. Let's do it. No other words. Facts win. Facts win. Yes, let's not even contemplate the other one. I think back at the Shea, I think it'll give them a newsly at least a life. Get the fans behind them. Get all get all singing and shouting. Let's bring the boys home. Facts win. Yes. Um, and that's it. Time's beating us. Um, oh, thank really? you. Thank wow. you. Thank you very much for coming down, Rick. Again, Thanks for having any, me, mate. Anyone who wants to come on the show, um, let, let me know. And if you do, please commit. It's, 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 it's rubbish when people say they want to come on and I message them and they go oh no I can't make it can't you need make a violin it. jingle yeah. or a sad piano <laughs> playing behind you while you're saying this don't you just to do the fact that no one wants to listen to me rabbit on for an hour just by myself just come and talk to me here in, in a lovely comfy studio well if your ratings have gone up this week I'm expecting a check in the post Mike <laughs> you can come on every week in that case <laughs> uh, thank you very much again for listening my name's Mike Hague and talking facts uh, in honour of Elbow playing at the Peace Hall uh, this coming Sunday after the Feb game uh, Uh, We'll finish a show on that. Come on, boys. Yes, up the facts.